Welcome to the Pro Fun Haver Podcast. Perfect, perfect. Well, let's start off, dude. <clears throat> Welcome to the Pro Fun Haver Podcast, man. Thanks, mate. It's a pleasure. No, dude. Um, yeah, well, so let's let's start it off. Um, like for the people that are that are listening that are, are not aware who you are and what do you do, um, elevator pitch. Who 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 are you? So my name is Bienvenido Guado. I'm a rider from Spain, uh, living in Barcelona, and I'm riding bikes since 2007. I've been riding uh, dirt jump bike for over 10 years. And then I started riding downhill and big bikes three years ago, exactly three years ago now, in April 2018, I think. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty cool, man. Like I said, I've I've always seen your your video parts and um, you your urban riding video, and I've been a subscriber to your channel for a while. And that, and when I'm like after the whole dark fest, uh, like when you when you did the front flip, I said, okay, well, I have to reach out to this guy. <laughs> that's it. Thanks, mate. Awesome. Well, so so where where like what I, I usually try and ask the people is where did it all start off? Like where did your love for riding bicycle? I like said most of us as kids we all rode bikes and and stuff like that. Um, but where did your love for it start? And where did you see okay cool? But I can actually do this for a career or do this for a living. So when I was twenty one years old, I was going to work with a little bike. So I was doing like 10 kilometers in the morning to go to work and 10 back in the afternoon. And after two years, uh, I stopped by like a dirt spot close to in Barcelona. It's called Coiserola. It's where people go to do enduro and stuff like that. And at the bottom, there's a little flat. So they build like three tables. And uh, I was just hanging out with my friends somewhere. And then uh, we saw that jumps. And uh, I just decided to try them. So after a month going every day, uh, someone told me to go to La Poma Bike Park. And uh, this is probably where everything started for real. So I went every day for like two years nonstop. Then I quit my job because I was doing a couple demos. And it uh, wasn't easy, but I decided I just wanted to ride and uh, money was a, a minor factor so i was just i was struggling a bit with the money stuff but uh, at the same time i was doing my thing so i was pretty happy about that and then in 2011 i started going big so i did the double front flip then it's i got yt as a sponsor spank and then it's i can say when i become professional I see. Yeah, well, that's that sounds like and cool. So, but what are they? What are, what is the the nature of like like pushing you to actually go to those jumps? Because like if if you see a normal guy on a on a bicycle, they'll ride around on the bike. But like not everyone think, okay, let's go and jump those 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 jumps there. Yeah, the thing is, before the, being a rider, I've been a gymnast dude. Oh, I've been okay. doing uh, so many acrobatic stuff like a boy at taekwondo and uh, parkour, break dance and stuff like that. Okay. And so when I've seen those guys jumping in the bike and doing like stunts in the air, I was like, "Wow, this is cool." Exactly. And uh, I started like after two weeks of riding my bike, I was able to take one hand out and stuff like that, and I was like, "Dude, that's so much fun." Yeah. And then it's then they told me La Poma was a, like the dirt jump spot to to go to and 
everything started in La Poma. I, I, four months after I did my first backflip, a year after I did my first front flip, and uh, I, I believe gymnast, gymnastic, being a gymnastic was pretty good for the progression of the tricks. But then with the years, I needed to learn how to ride, you know? Because exactly. uh, when I started riding downhill bikes three years ago, I, think, uh, I just realized I didn't know how to ride a bike like down the hills and the technique and uh, just learn how to ride a bike. I need exactly. I, I knew how to ride burns and, and ramps, but not hills, you know, and lose stuff. So, yeah. No, but that makes 100% sense because now one of my friends, uh, Chris, he's actually one of the, the co-hosts of the show and that, Krusty, um, he now wants to, like, he's on this journey to learn to do a backflip on a dirt bike. And one yeah. of the things is that, that everyone advised him or one of, one of our other mates that rides BMX advised him is go to a local trampoline park and just get the feel, yeah. learn to the, the backflip, that aerial awareness. Help. Yeah, yeah. Because he's never flipped. Yeah. He's jumped a lot of stuff and he's done small tricks like heel clickers and knack-knacks and stuff on dirt bikes and jumps like that, but he's never flipped before. Yeah, I believe uh, fumpies and airbags and trampolines and all these kind of stuff, it's just the best thing ever to just uh, push your confidence in, uh, in between trying and doing backflips and stuff like that. It's for sure uh, really, really good for the, for the mindset. Exactly. Yeah, to get that aerial awareness, just to say, because like if I now go and I just do a back, like a standing normal backflip and that, like afterwards when you land, you're confused, yeah. you're not sure where you are, you're not yeah. sure where you're landing. But like for you guys jumping those major jumps, if like if anyone just would watch any of your videos, like the the, the big jumps that you guys do, you need to be kind of aware of where you are and going through the air. Like uh, I I know many riders they come from gymnastic or trampoline skills and. Uh, those are the kind of guys who they easily double flip and cork seven and stuff like that, you know, because they already know the the rotation on them on the on on their mind. On their mind, yeah. So now, yeah. Um, like from 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 you being now from from uh, from uh, from Spain and, and and Barcelona and all that, like how is the local scene there for us like in south africa we are very blessed to have the guys down in in, in Stellenbosch with dark Fest and uh, we've got the big like one of the biggest ramps there and, and there's a big scene there but how is the the scene in 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 in, in, in your area in in my area which is cool is there is so many freestyle sports i mean uh, in barcelona it's so classic you can see so many bmxers skateboarders rollerblades scooter kids there's a bunch of them sure. and uh there's also a lot of mountain bike culture like e-biking enduro riding downhill riding i mean it's something you can do around here for sure you've got andorra you've got couple bike parks you've got la pomas their jump spot you've got couple trails if you want to go for trails riding i mean uh like steep jumps and uh and flowy stuff like that so during the years, the, the, the places you can go, they've been growing. Yeah. So you can really enjoy with all the ways of riding a bike. Exactly. You know, big wheels, small wheels, you've got skate parks. It's like the possibilities are, are quite big. Not many, many, many spots, but we got a little bit of everything. You know? Exactly. Yeah. 
Oh, well, that's that's I think that's perfect because like that's how like your yourself is okay. You started the gymnastics and all that, and then learned to learn to ride and and got the confidence to ride, and then from there on you can just expand. But um, from yeah, from you watching. Can try everything. Yeah, and then from watching your videos, you um actually showed my girlfriend one of your videos, and she said, "But this guy rides anywhere. Like he just sees like a park or something, and he rides off there and rides over here and there." Yeah, I think that the that's open cool riding side about of mountain that, bike. Yeah. yeah, that's the cool thing about mountain bike. You can, if you have an enduro bike, you can go, you can go for a park, and it's not gonna be ideal, but uh, you can go for a park. You can go for for like pedal. You can go for downhill. You can go for jumps. You can go for speed. Mm. I mean, you can do a lot of stuff with enduro bike. Yeah. If you want to do like proper jumps, maybe buy a dirt jump bike. If you want yes, to do yes, proper downhill, yes. maybe buy a downhill bike. Yeah. But it's like you can do a little bit of everything, which is cool. Exactly. Well, so so you started now from from jumping those jumps there, and then like slowly just like to learn to flip and all that, and then got your skills and that. Like, what made you choose like the the direction that you went in? Of okay, cool. I want to do like the the bigger jumps and more dirt jumps and stuff like that instead of okay pursuing the career of um, like actually a racer in that sense. I mean, I came from from uh, body rotations, mm -hmm. so the easiest way for me was start to start with the tricks and then with the after 10 years doing dirt jump and tricks i kind of got bored of it mm. and then that's why i started into the downhill bike to try something yeah. new yeah and then i'm like oh this is actually cool as well and yeah. i feel like i still need to learn so much stuff with the big mm. bike you know and this is what keeps me motivated with the big bike exactly well i think that's the that's the cool part of of um, like the scenario of being in your position at the moment you've got the skill set to go either way and you can only like keep on expanding expanding in that sense like either go to the stand of of, of to learning more tricks and getting bigger on tricks and stuff or and then yeah. just getting more and more accumulating more skills on the on the downhill side yeah for sure that's what i want to do now i feel like I've done more or less everything I wanted to do on the dirt jump bike. I mean, mm. I've done double flip Superman, 360 mm. double webs and uh, double back flips and double froggy Tagno handers. After all these things for a couple of years, because I've yeah. been doing masses of their shows into the air bike. So every year I had like mm. 15 shows with the MOD and some others. So I, I've done this a lot, you know, like mm, repetition mm, mm. once and again and again and again. So after that, I felt like I wanted to try something new. That's why I jumped it on the big bike. Exactly. Now, now there's a there's a fine balance. Like I know in South Africa, like most of our uh, freestyle FMX guys, and that they kind of have to do these demos and shows, and that to be able to support themselves, to pay for for, for make a living for of that. But don't you think that is also the cause of then guys like yourself getting, let's say, bored of that because you're doing the same tricks all over and over, and it's not like it's small tricks. It's you, you're going big. Yeah. It's it's massive tricks. But don't you think that like like how do you find the balance of not getting bored or do you think yeah. eventually anyone will just get okay cool you know what this is the um, thing is with with dirt jump you usually are on the same spot all day long mm -hmm. you know so you're looking at the same jumps and you're hitting the same jumps the whole day which is sometimes really cool yeah. but it's for sure you get bored a little bit quicker than if you're just riding a wall mountain mm -hmm. you know because even if you have done 10 laps, uh, you're not going to remember exactly how the track is. So your brain is gonna, will need to work a little bit more 
and uh, the surprise fact is going to be more in the in the writing. So you, at the end, there's more situations you need to go through. And on the jumps, it's all the time the same situation. You can push yourself and go bigger for sure. Yeah. And uh, there's always one more step higher, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I feel like I want to learn way more on, on riding, just riding my bike down the hill now. Because I, I still story. think there is a bunch of stuff to, to, to learn yeah. still. <laughs> So now, now what is what is the specific skill set that you focusing on now in developing? Yes, you want to ride, but like what is like with the flipping? Obviously, you learn like all the the the, the trick stuff and getting more flexible. Yeah. That, but now, what are you focusing on now to get to get the riding getting riding down? I will say I'm working on my speed and my confidence, doing the same jumps, but just like if if it's the jumps at home you know because mm. when you go to big jumps if the confidence is really high you're way way more safe you and uh, you enjoy everything way more so as, as more confident it's I, I i feel more fun to have you know exactly. and sometimes it's just so fun to get sketch as well yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that like adrenaline rush when you're on the edge like you know you almost, yeah yeah you almost know crashed through, uh, yeah, yeah. When you feel when you feel everything is in control, mm. sometimes it gets a bit boring as well. Yes. Somehow, somehow, exactly. you know, if you're doing something super hard and it feels easy, you're like, where? And then mm. it's kind of cool as well. But it's actually fun to get sketch and Bruce Burns and go over the bar. Sometimes, you know, yeah. the the dirt test is also fun. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think I think that's that's part of what what is put, fueling our whole action sports scene at the moment is is guys like yourself that are not afraid to 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 go over the bars and not afraid to crash and and <laughs> and injure yourself because then you know okay cool because otherwise like at the moment we are in uncharted territory for instance like there's there's like the the stuff that you guys are doing now it's it's like when the sport started there's no one has done it before so you kind of need yourself to go and jump. It's like, okay, cool. I went over the bars or I under rotated or didn't have enough speed to be able to, to help upcoming guys to get those tricks. Going. Yeah. The, the, the cool thing about not being so afraid about going OTB mm. it's if you're ready to crash, you can, you're not going to hurt yourself that bad. You know, mm. if you're like, no, no, don't crash, don't crash. So you're going to try to stay on your bike as much as you can and maybe you can eat shit properly yeah. <laughs> but if you if, but if you know you can crash just yeah. jump out of your bike try to save your life and uh the, the it's pr probably gonna be way safer if you know you're gonna crash yeah you know that's why for example moto guys or racer guys they don't crash that often mm. as free ride guys or dirt jump guys yeah. but when they crash they do good you know because yeah. they, they just want to try to stay on their bike and uh normally they they get hammered yeah you yeah you see and them you're, they're dumb guy, you're just jump and save your your body yeah, yeah so well, it's actually seen, seen from the from the highlights from from like i'm keep on referring to dog face now but like i said those guys crashing there you can see the guys that like stay committed to their bikes and like guys that okay cool i know i'm gonna crash just push the bike away like yeah yeah back then go it, for it yeah. sometimes it's probably gonna be worse if you try to stay on your bike yeah you know? exactly because it's gonna be like whoosh, <laughs> and you jump off of your bike you're gonna be uh, body rolling 
But mm. as soon as you're rolling, you're not getting hit in once. So it's maybe better, you know? Depends. Exactly, yeah. it, it always depends. The jump, the speed, the trick. Yeah. But uh, it's usually better if you eject. So I'm not afraid to, to, to just eject. Eject. Well, no, I've, heard, I've, heard, I've heard of guys like, like speaking about knowing when to eject and stuff like that. Guys that are in two mindsets of um, when they do jump, like either the guys that they do the trick and they actually only figure out that they've landed it once they landed it. And then there's other, the other type of guys that are super clear, they cut like in the air and they know exactly the movements that they're doing. They, they physically aware of it. It's not like a subconscious movement. Like, where do you fall? Do you, when you jump, do you, and only when you land, okay, cool. I did this trick and I landed it, but it was a subconscious movement or do you, like know like the like in the air exactly what you're doing or not not, not that i'm not either knows or not know what they do but like i said where do you fall in that category yeah i would say the mind plays a really strong game at that point so if you commit it's going to be better yeah no no but i uh, what i mean was like I've, I've had guys like do certain tricks on a bike where for instance they they yes they committed and they do the trick and they landed but yeah. they kind of realize that they've done it once they've landed and then there's other guys that tell me while they're flying through the air they are physically like everything slows down and they can see their bike moving and they're moving through the air so is it a subconscious movement from you or do you actually like, is it a hundred percent? Okay. You, everything slows down and you go from there. I will say it's something that works automatically. I didn't okay. really, I didn't really practice for that, yeah. but I will, I believe about repetition, you know, mm. doing something once and again and again, yes, my yes. brain just automatizes, automatizes this, you know, exactly. Uh, probably, yeah, probably just about, doing it once and again and again then it gets yeah. automatic for you but uh it's for sure people who thinks about too much yeah yeah because I, I, do, I do i do i do sometimes you know sometimes i just want to try to measure everything as much as i can mm. but usually what happens to me is i stress you know yeah so sometimes it's good i think about what i want to do for a couple minutes and then i just do white mind and i just clear my mind and it's like, okay, you know what to do now. There's nothing you can judge besides what you've done already. So just just go for it and uh, try to enjoy the moment. Yeah, because that, that's exactly what I was now going to ask is how do you get yourself to that state? But like if you're if you standing on top of that hill, like, okay, now I need to go, need to hit this jump. And then how do you clear your mind to, to be able to, okay, cool. I'm just going to go uh, and just go for it. I mean, usually I stress myself for uh, like when I did that front flip or when I do like uh, stuff like that, I stress my mind on the night before and sometimes in the morning. But once I jump into the bike, I just try to forget about it. Mm. And then two minutes before, then I stress, you know, then I try to remember what I want to do judge everything judge whatever the wind my energy my my setup everything yeah. and uh so i stress a bit before and then right before doing it i just clear my mind because if you're stressing mm-hmm. you're, you're you even can case the little jumps before going yeah. for the big one you know because you need to go yeah. step by step not just forget about everything and then go 
exactly in my opinion yeah no but it makes sense because then if you once you have a clear mind you'll find that flow and then it'll be like exactly what you said it would be a subconscious movement of your brain just reacting to muscle memory it's like you know i have to do a front flip and this is the distance so your brain will automatically click into those gears and just uh, do the front flip that it needs to do or do the the trick that it needs to do yeah i just yeah i just try to judge as much as i can everything that's that, that I can judge. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I, I take it and I clear my mind yeah. with this. And I just try to do my thing without, because if you're too stressed or you're scared, mm -hmm. it's not good, you know, then it's going to stop yourself. In exactly, my opinion. Yeah. And I think, I think, well, you already accepting the fact that if, if you, if you're going to, if you're going to crash, you're going to crash. I think that also brings a certain calm to you because I'm thinking now if, if, even yeah, if I, accept, I, I accept the situation, either, either the reward or the crash at some yeah, point, you know, exactly. otherwise, I mean, you're always looking for the reward instead yeah. of the crash for sure, <laughs> but you need to know both things are possible and you need to play with it so you use this in your profit this is always what i the little kids they talk they ask me how do you you're no fear no 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 i'm like no guys i'm just i'm scared sometimes mm. but i just use it for myself as like judging everything i can but once you've judged everything you can uh just forget about the being scared just be confident use it use it for yourself you know, provide of it. Yeah. That's, but that's, that's, I think that's the perfect, perfect way to go through it. And I think that's a guy like yourself talking about of how many years of experience in, in, in building that. It's not a thing of where you, you can, I can go now to the local bike shop and buy a bike and obviously have that confidence. And you oh. yourself said now with the, with the, the Daniel, your, your riding and that you need to build up that confidence with time. Yeah. I probably have been building that confidence for 20 years now, you know what I mean? After 10 of gymnastics and 10 of biking, yeah. I put all of this together and this is what I use for myself. Perfect. Just trying to know, I mean, I know I can spin, mm. just judge everything you can and then yeah. good luck. <laughs> <laughs> just say that and see what it lands. <laughs> yeah, at some point you need to risk, you know, then, mm. then because otherwise you're not gonna make stuff like like the big jumps we we do at Dark Fest, uh, all the boys, you know, every single one it's confident and scared mm. at the same time. Exactly. Every single one, you know. Yeah, and I think I think that's a that's a general rule that um, action sports have. Or action sports, yeah. yeah same as snowboard and motocross yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah. but I think that's that's why um, well, I, I had this conversation with a friend of my Chris. I think this is why um, action sport has taught many of us that got into it. Not that that I've got professional any of it, but it's a, that mentality of getting confident. And when you crash, you pick yourself up, you recover, and you get back at it. You just continue that 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 loop. And even if you are scared of doing something, taking that leap because. I think that's the difference between um, someone doing it for a living and someone doing it um, just, okay, because they're doing it. Yeah. Because there's a little switch that you, you switch on and say, okay, cool. You know what? I'm going to risk it and go for it because I have, I'm confident in my 10 years of riding ability and my 10 years of gymnastics so that I am definitely going to be able to do this. And you just make that switch and then you go for it. And then if you fall in your crash, that's, that's part of it. And you just learn from it and go from it. 
Yeah, yeah, this is the way. <laughs> yeah. For sure, this is the way. Uh, now, in my opinion, there's not another way. Just provide of it. Exactly. But now you've now, you've been in a scenario of, of of situations like dark faced and other writing. And do you think the mentality of of let's say you are you alone there, or would it be is is it more? Um, is the is the attitude of actually going bigger better when there's a lot of guys there? Like for instance, Dogface, like everyone's there, everyone's hyped, everyone is wants to go big, oh, yeah, all that energy sure. in that. Or would you prefer it to be you yourself in that ramp and then going for it? I mean, to be honest, at Darkface, I've been the whole week doing like just trains with the boys, mm. session on the step up with everyone, uh, and you know, so much teamwork so much trains and so much fun together. Yeah. But when it was time for that front flip, I just kept my, my mind uh, alone, you know, because mm. uh, I know no one could say anything that could help at some point, except uh. go for it, you know? Mm. But like the speed, the pressure I need to hit in the ramp and everything, it's something I knew I had to work by myself. So I had a couple Maybe I had half an hour by myself and uh, just, you know, just thinking about it. Da, da, da. Yeah. And then, but that's probably the only half an hour I've been go doing my thing. Mm. I just wanted to be focused, you know, and just be super concentrated. And that's probably the only half an hour I've done by myself. Exactly. But the rest of the week, it was for sure like a big mm. jam, uh, team, teamwork, team jam, man. Yeah, yeah, because I, I saw some the the videos and the content from there, and um, one of the one of the drone pilots there is friends of one of my drone pilots, and he just says the atmosphere there, you can kind of feel the energy in the in those jumps and everything. Like everyone is just the oh, it's sure. just a camaraderie. It's like a bunch of guys riding mountain bikes all together. And, and and this is what it's so cool about it, you know, mm. the vibes and the and the vibrations. You can feel every time one guys dropping or three guys in a row or all the crew there is a, a like an atmosphere that's that there's nothing like that exactly. that's what what makes it so cool because we are friends and uh we support each other yeah yeah and 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 that's a that's the one thing when you see a sport like that thriving and surviving is when everyone has this attitude of i always refer to the the quote says a rising tide raises all ships like your um your massive front flip that you did they gave so much awareness like if, dude if you just google dark face now you'll there's, there's like probably five six news articles and videos about your video that, that of, of you flip, uh, doing the front flip there and it's like it's that's like you doing that helps everyone else and it just it it's it's just everyone is building everyone else up yeah that. yeah i mean i mean i've done it for myself for sure like that was a goal uh, uh myself i made the, this goal for myself somehow but at the same time i'm like super happy it's it helps to push the event because mm. just because of the record it went to the news and yeah. uh dark Fest was the new you know at Darkfest, BMB did na na na, and yeah. the boys killed it, uh, you know. Exactly, but the main yeah. thing is, it's, it's in South Africa at Darkfest event. This happened, and this yep. is so cool because you know exactly. they make they, they they make I can do this 
So I, once I do this, promotion goes for everyone a bit better. And uh, yeah, for sure, social media and uh, TV plays a big game for us, for sponsors and everything. Mm. So, so it's actually cool. We push each other, not just on the ride and on the, on the course, you know, also on social media. It's, it's also cool. We can uh, just go bigger and uh, do this again, once again. So uh, probably next year is going to happen again. This is the goal as well. No, but that's that's exactly what I was saying. After after you landed, like I think I don't think I could skip an Instagram story without like someone sharing your video and saying, "Hey, look at this! Look at this!" Like, this like, and and it's so it's so nice to see that everyone got involved and 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 like everyone was excited for that. But my yeah. my like you now mentioning about like all this is helping with the exposure for the sport and it obviously like put your name out there and that's like one of the reasons why i thought yes i i'd really need to chat to you and like just get a bit of a bit more insight about like who you are and what you do but to focus more on the business side of it and and actually making a living of it like how would you say uh, is, is one of the key things that you you do to be able to do this for a living like be able to like pursue this career i mean i started my career it wasn't a career it was just a hobby you mm. know so uh for sure i'm pretty happy i can call this my job right now but i don't think i could keep doing this job without having fun somehow you know because we're risking so much you know every single time can be the last because this is at the end something we know and uh we see other riders getting injured and it's a pain in the ass for all of us but we know what we play with mm. so i will say it started like a hobby yeah. luckily and i'm pretty happy about that then i could do some shows then i got professional and everything but the best way it's you need to keep having fun otherwise it's gonna die exactly. there's no way it's gonna keep alive if you're not having fun mm. and not like pushing yourself or between your friends to do everything to have more fun you know that's why i started youtube as well for example because I, I was i had fun doing videos you know once it was yeah. too much work and it was just work i was like mm, youtube mm. is not that cool you know because yeah. it's just work uh, and i kind of forget about having that much fun it was just filming film and well busy busy mm. and uh now i just keep it in a different way so i do the ones i enjoy doing them but if I need to do stuff I don't enjoy doing it, I don't probably don't do it. Yeah. You know? Sure. Well, the, same, as big, same as big tricks or, or going anywhere. Oh, that's that's the key. Why uh, with the, this whole this whole podcast and everything is like I said, it's called the Pro Fun Ever podcast because that's exactly what the type of people that that we like we interact with, and that's the the mission that myself and um, Chris and Lyle, the other two guys on my team, also go for. Is we are. Um, not pros in anything else but we pro at having fun like we can we if we're filming <laughs> or we're taking photos or we're riding dirt yeah. bikes or, bi or mountain bikes or whatever we do we as long as we're having fun that then we're pursuing that and we'll go out of our way to have a great time and and, and that's what we keep on pushing in that and at the moment we're doing yeah. it like i said we, we're still at the phase of we're doing the filming and photography and, and the podcast and all that for fun uh, for, yeah. for, for, for as a hobby and for fun but Probably everyone needs to be a professional fun guy. <laughs> That's the best way of living, you know? Exactly. Even if you're poor or rich or keep your positivity up. Yeah. And sometimes it's not easy. I know there's a couple of situations I can tell they're not having as much fun as another people. 
Yeah. But uh, I will say positivity and uh, try to get the most of it. It's definitely a good way to go. Yeah. Well, I've I've seen that now with um, so one of the one of the companies that I work with here in South Africa is uh, the Treasury One Motorsport team, and the CEO of the company, the Treasury One company, um, he says like his racing is like when he comes back from home, he, his wife always says his love tank is full because he went racing and like he's happy and he's ecstatic and he's smiling, and then it gives him so much more energy to do his normal day to day job as a CEO, yeah. and that that same rule of having fun goes from him being a CEO of a company and also any of his employees. Like he encourages everyone that works there from the cleaner to the guy that's the, the security guard in the parking. Okay, yes, you work here from nine to five or whatever your hours is. But after that, you need to go home and do something fun. On the weekends, you need to take off. He encourages people to take leave and go do something fun because he said that's exactly what people do. It, it gives you, even if you're not doing it for, for like your, your, your hobby as for a living or whatever, but it gives you the, the motivation to do your nine to five job and then to, and be able to afford to do that, to have that fun. And it doesn't matter if you earn minimum wage or you a CEO, like those, that rule still applies straight through the board. Yeah, for sure. I think most of the day has to be, you need to be focused. You need to do your thing, mm. but those hour or two hours or three hours, whatever, at the end of the day or before hitting your day, mm. you need to, you need to make it count, you know? So you need these two hours of freedom in between or after or before doing what you have to do. Yeah. You need that little freedom part that maybe this is, what's going to make you motivated to live your life or the rest of the day. Exactly. Yeah. No, 100%. Yeah. And, I, and I think you, like one of the key things that I've realized is not to fall in love with the, the end result, but to fall in love with the journey. Like the, with the every, progress. Yeah. yeah. With the, seeing the progress. Like myself, I've now been on a, in a, in a fitness journey where, where like when, while we were in lockdown, I picked up weight and I got, and I didn't train or anything. Yeah, same as me, man. <laughs> So, I was probably 80 kilos during lockdown and now yeah. I'm 75, 76, something yeah. like I feel way better with. But yeah, lockdown was hard, man. I jumped hard. super hard on my PS4. <laughs> Just way too much. Free fun, all that. Yeah. <laughs> Call of Duty all day long, man. All day long. Dude, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I so was over it. Before, like so, so now apart that side, like how did the whole lockdown affect you? Because I'm I'm jumping off the like the the train of thought now. But how did that whole affect you in your riding? Because like I said your escape and your like job is to ride a mountain bike, and now we were all confined to be in our houses. How did that affect you? I actually had to forget to forget I was a mountain bike rider because mm. if, if I was thinking I'm a rider, I need to keep my body in shape. I need to fix my bikes or build anything or just be ready. I was stressing myself. So what I've done, it was just forget about mountain bike because I was like, okay, you need to accept this is not going to work. You're not going to be able to ride for three months. Mm. And uh, yeah, forget about it. Do something else. So I was like trying to do stuff with my girl and uh, playing whatever you know with her and also with by myself just making the hours go like by yeah. so quick. <laughs> like a prison keeping motivated with 
Yeah, so hard though, and uh, I was kind of depressed to be honest. But uh, at the same time, I had to do it this way, just forget about the bikes mm. and uh, focus something else. And uh, probably got really good on table games with my girl and <laughs> stuff. Like that. Yeah, we've been playing for so many hours. Sure. No, no alcohol and nothing in mm. three months though. Mm. I did. A, I I said like, don't do that. You know, at home. Yeah. Just because you're bored during the years and stuff, like no, 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 no. Try. I try to stay healthy for sure. Uh, for sure, drink more beer when I'm active for sure. Because at the end of the sessions, yeah. I can have a couple of beers with my mate, you know. Exactly. And, yeah, but exactly. Uh, at home, I just try to to stay healthy. Go on the because uh, I have a garden, so mm. and I got a couple weights so I can play with. So I was mm. I was kind of big, but yeah. not fat, you uh, know. Okay. So I. I and uh, I, and uh, yeah, that was everything I could do. Just try to stay focused, but it was so hard. I can imagine, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because uh, like uh, the majority of us already work from home, and uh, I've, from before our lockdown happened here in South Africa, our company. Yeah, but me, I'm been... not a guy who stays at home. Oh I'm, yeah, no, no, I same. Up, yeah, I wake up at nine and uh, fix whatever I need to fix. I walk <laughs> my dog, and then I just take my bike and go away. I drive three hours if needed, yeah, and I go ride uh, whatever. You know, yeah. I'm not. I, I, I like to be at home at the night, at night, you know, but during the day I stress if I stay at home, I'm like yeah. straight out. You can't. Uh, so, you, okay. You just mentioned it now. So that is a normal day then for you. It's like waking up around nine, um, like, and then like doing your, your morning routine and then going, going riding. Yeah. I, normally I take, uh, bath for an hour every morning because mm -hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> my, my, my body actually needs it sometimes i wake up like a fucking old guy like yeah. walking, so <laughs> struggling to walk you know so i make that warm bath and then i'm like ready to hit the day yeah so i wake up at nine and by 10 i'm ready <laughs> and uh then i do my bike things mm -hmm. i go out to send stuff and uh, you know my 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 stuff and uh and uh, then I just try to keep busy on the bike four hours or five per day, four mm -hmm. or five days per week, something like that, just to stay in shape, mind mm -hmm. strong, you know, like just to be confident on the bike. Uh, I love fixing my bikes mm. and stuff like that, of course, you know. Yes. Before I was a dirt jump guy and I didn't really care about that. But as soon as I started with big bikes, they mm. need way more love, you know. And I've got uh, four bikes to take care of it. So I really like to always have them safe and it makes me extra confident to just go ride them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then I just try to do family stuff, maybe go out for lunch and then... Mm. Uh, Probably the whole afternoon I'm gonna be riding, or or sometimes I wake up early so I go bike park full day. Mm. Yeah, if uh, I'm not riding, usually I'm with my girlfriend doing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Life of a mountain biker, Daniel mountain biker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's it's it's awesome, dude. And and um, like it, I've I've really like, enjoyed enjoyed chatting to you and like getting to know like a little bit of a mindset yeah. behind it and all that. And it's it's such a it's actually a weird thing that that it doesn't matter like from what country you are, what sport you do. If I chat to like like yourself or skateboarder or freestyle mountain bike, freestyle um, uh, FMX guy, 
anything, all everyone has this same attitude. Like, first of all, I think it's like it's having fun, enjoying what you're doing, and then that whole risk mentality of knowing yeah, that's that probably something with all freestyle sports, mm. you know. When, when you're like a runner or athletic, like athletism guy, it's like about being so many hours, just being hard with your body. Exactly. But with freestyle and free ride and stuff like that, and mm. like skate, it's more about having fun for sure. 100%. The reward, it's always better when you land a new trick. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Because, uh, you know, being fast or jumping, and it's always cool as well. Yeah. I mean, I like love so many different sports. I like climbing. Mm. I like uh, motorsports as well. Exactly. Everything is fun, but it's different. I will say everything I like, it's together on the mountain bike scene. Friends, exactly. mountain, spins, speed, yeah. technology, because I, I, we need the technology as well for the bikes mm. and everything, and which is actually cool as well. Exactly. Better the bike it is, it, normally it's better, you know. So it's actually yeah. technology it has a has a really it's important. I mean, I mean. Now, talking about the technology side, um, like, what, do you have a certain input at like, okay, you, you write for, for YT and that, do you have a certain input on certain things? Like if they, let's say they're building a new frame or building a whole new bike and whatever, do you guys actually get asked for input on that? Because like, you guys are pushing the bikes to their limits. So does a company like that actually come to you and ask you for um, insights on what you want changed on the bike or, or do they just build your, your bike and say, hey, yeah, right. This. To be honest, to be honest, the only product I've been working uh, with uh, development mm -hmm. is the the freeride saddle from Ergon that we just did the prototype. Because okay. uh, for for the frames, for example, the racers are better than us mm -hmm. to give uh, feedback. You know, and uh, after. Probably a freeride guy just wants a really stiff and uh, strong bike. Yeah. You know, we don't need that much. Mm. So, so I will say the development of frames and stuff like that, and suspensions and stuff like that, it's better if the racers they do it for us. <laughs> but, uh, but but at the end, for example, for flat pedals, because mm -hmm. racers they use clips mm -hmm. for flat pedals and and freeride saddle and grips. I will say the free ride uh, guy will say something better than the racer because we are used to a seat that let us do tricks. Mm -hmm. We're used to flat pedals that we can have the grip we need, but at the same time we can leave our feet from the pedal and it's not too sticky, you know? Mm -hmm. And sometimes the grips, we, we spin our hands around the grips so the grip it's more important for a freeride guy than the racer because mm. the racer once he grabbed his hands he's not gonna move you mm. know yeah. so as soon as his hand is good like this it's mm. good but the freeride guy is gonna grab inside he's gonna grab sideways because he's gonna do a table so the hand has to spin you know sometimes i think the freeride guy knows to be more about grips and seats but the rest they will leave it to racers racers to yeah, yeah. That's, for that's example, the YT frame, the 2S, mm -hmm. it was pretty good already, but uh, it got uh, developed by Adam Wing when he got into YT like four years ago. Now he's not with YT anymore. Yeah. But uh, they went from a frame that was free ride geometry to more downhill. You know, before it was going like 
So if the frame is like this, before it was like this, and now yeah. it was like this, you know? Uh, okay. So the impacts could be could be higher. Mm -hmm. You know, the bike just works better to go down the hill and it's just faster. That's insane. Yeah, that's, that's, it's also to awesome to see to see that development in the sport because obviously, like you mentioned now, like with the with the bikes to being able to take a better impact and be more comfortable when you're doing these tricks and that, like you'll you'll also have a bit more confidence in jumping and that because you know the bike is going to perform no matter what. Yeah, yeah. I mean, carbon it's playing a really big uh, big. It has a big place right now into biking, mm -hmm. but uh, I will say, in my opinion, just for the frames, because the bike gets really light, so you can double flip way easier. Mm. But I will never ride uh, carbon bars or carbon rims, for example. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid of that. <laughs> no bars for sure, man. I've been, I've seen so many. <laughs> just break off. Uh... Yeah, aluminum bar is gonna bend, mm. and you know, you can see it. Yeah, but when a carbon bar breaks, it just goes in two pieces. And, exactly. Uh, that's yeah. something I don't. I don't want. Very <laughs> <laughs> well, happy time doesn't make carbon. <laughs> yeah. So they're talking about breaking, talking about breaking stuff, and that's like, what are what are the some of the like the injuries that that you had and 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 have to I had to overcome in the in in your career, ten years of riding mountain. Oh, I broke my hand. Mm -hmm couple of years ago, this one, nothing serious, this smoothly finger as well. Okay. Then I broke my collarbone. Mm -hmm. So I have the, I have the plague in here. Oh yeah. Still inside. I'm probably need to take it out soon. Mm -hmm. And I've done two surgeries on my left shoulder as well. Cause it was popping out in mm -hmm. 2006, 15 and 16. I've got uh, two surgeries. One didn't really work. So I popped out my shoulder again after six months of recovery. Yeah. I went back to riding and I had a crash and popped out my shoulder again. So I was like, okay, let's do another surgery, but uh, something stronger. Because first they did the, those little holes. They went through the holes, which is arthrosurgery. Okay. And then they fixed a couple ligaments and stuff like that, but it didn't work. So at the end, they just opened it all the way. Mm. And they did the um, coracoides surgery, which is a little bone. They cut somewhere. I don't know exactly. <laughs> but they, they screw that little piece in front of the head of the humor. Mm -hmm. So it does like a proper wall. So once the, the head of the humor wants to pop out going forward, it finds the little bone that it makes stop yeah. the, the the bone so and yeah. this one worked pretty good and i'm pretty happy about that and uh yeah i will say couple ribs mm. i got couple fucked up ribs as well yeah. but uh nothing heavier than that i mean yeah. that that one cost me two times six months which is sure. probably my worst injury yeah yeah, I can, I can, well, your shoulders and everything take such a massive impact when you're riding and that, and it's such a big part of controlling the bike yeah, and all that, yeah. I, I can imagine. Shoulders and knees and uh, wrist Ooh, are yeah. probably the kryptonite of mountain bike riders. Exactly. Yeah. Shoulders. And I, I don't. I don't think I've ever met a guy that rides motocross or dirt bikes or uh, mountain bikes that hasn't broken a collarbone. Like I think everywhere, like the first thing is yeah. like, you feel the collarbone to go. <laughs> and he and if he did not, he's probably a, a Sunday rider. You know what I mean? <laughs> without exactly. without being you know an asshole with Sunday rider, that's cool. Mm -hmm. and they have fun anyway. Yeah. But if they don't go like open gas, it's yeah. 
maybe they got less hurt, which is actually cool, you know, because if you're just a guy that wants to enjoy the uh, weekend ride and you have to work in the weekend, in the week, you know, you don't want to risk that much. I have a couple of friends like this and uh, it's just a different way of, of enjoying it. Exactly. Yeah. I love every single writer though. Yeah, no yeah. Than the <laughs> yeah, we'll still like that's I think that's the that's the cool part. We can still like well like not that I'm a professional at all. Like I think I'm far more into the category of a Sunday rider than anything else, but I'm always trying to go flat out in that. But the thing is of of uh, that risk thing is hundred percent what I what I said now with the, that friend of mine that's uh, on this journey yeah. to learn to do a backflip on a dirt bike is he still has to do he has to do a physical job um in a factory that he has to work in. So if he breaks his yeah, leg yeah breaks his arm or whatever then he can't go to work and can't work and, and this is fucked this is yeah. not cool at all yeah and exactly. I, i've been that point, at that point and it's not cool you know no no when let's say but if you, you want to be a, if you if the top guys i mean the racers for example if the oh, top yeah. guy oh, yeah. they want to be on top they want to stay on top for sure there's going to be failures on the way oh, yeah, but definitely. that's actually the way you learn as well you know you you, you you go through that you learn about it get smarter and then you get faster if you, in, at the point of the race guys for example yeah. but no matter what the sport is this is probably the same way Exactly, exactly. Now, how has your, um, as, as, as like your sponsors and obviously, obviously you, 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 you're a paid rider and all that, like how do they treat, uh, treat it when you tell them, okay, I'm not going to be riding for six months because I have to get the shoulder surgery and then you come back and like, oh, shit, I've got another surgery that I have to do because it, it popped yeah. out again. Like how, how do sponsors react to stuff like that? I mean, usually it's tough for both, you know, because when uh, sponsors, uh, they, they support you with budget or with uh, bikes or whatever, mm. they need some results, you know, to prove they are giving you this amount of whatever budget that, that, that for a reason, you know. Mm -hmm. So usually they're humans as well. They understand that yeah. at some point, you know, if you're not producing so yeah. much stuff. Definitely, yeah yeah you you it's there's no way they can keep mm. this you uh, helping the same way you know yeah yeah for at, at, for example you're probably gonna get your salary as well you know because it's part of the contract but you're not gonna get the budget for traveling because you're uh, not traveling you know? i see what you say normally the budget for traveling straight goes out because mm. you're not using it and uh, there is no reason to spend that mm. but usually they keep the salary for sure Okay. Yeah. Well, see, I think that's also part of the attitude we have in in like with the the guys that support action sports. Also, like know the risk. It's not a thing oh, of okay, you crashed and now they're going to the next guy. It's it's also awesome people in the sport that that support these people like yourself. I mean, usually the managers or team managers they have been uh, on your same position at some point back in the days. Exactly. So they understand. You know, they understand a lot. Mm. For sure, they know what's getting injured for the rider, for the brand, and uh, they they're pretty nice. I mean, I've got injured, and uh, YT and Spang were with me when I got injured, and uh, they didn't left me. Mm. For sure, they didn't wear they they didn't pay me the same amount. The year I was super active because I was like yeah. asking for money to travel yeah. than when I was at home for six months for sure exactly. but they didn't they didn't forgot about me which is actually cool I'm yeah, happy that's about. very very cool yeah 
Yeah, yeah. That's well, so, and humans as well, you know. Yeah, true. No, definitely. But so, so talking about all the sponsors and traveling and all that now. Obviously, like you, you guys can travel a bit more now. And that, do you have any future projects doing? Like you landed this this massive front flip and all that now. So what what is next on your on your radar to accomplish and and the stuff that I mean, that I've got a uh, I, I for this year I I had three videos in my mind. One was Utah. Okay. The other one was uh, what I've done at Darkfest, mm -hmm. and I have another two. I will say, and it's another world record. I don't want to talk too much, just in <laughs> case I, I uh, pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and another one is a YT, probably a YT video, because uh, I've been with YT for ten years, and the uh, downhill bike from YT has ten years as well. So okay. maybe we do a little project. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's something from YT, and uh, we need to see if it's gonna happen because uh, the time and the, with the COVID conditions, and we're, yeah. let's see if it works. But for mm -hmm. sure, I have one big project in my mind, and uh, let's see. I I kind of wanna talk to my sponsors first and do it and do yeah. it on a on a big way, you know. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's that's awesome to you. So like we we like I'm I'm definitely I can't wait for for the new videos and everything to come out. And like I'm already like this to this morning before I start like I said yeah. Now let me just rewatch some of the videos that you made. And like it's such a simple <laughs> thing to to see people do awesome stuff because me like uh, from, yeah. from myself from a filmmaker side it, it's so awesome to see guys like yourself um, that that want to push the sport and want to do that because then it means like because i always try now is, is is one of the things that i do with with my company and my youtube channel and that is to promote other athletes in South Africa and like go to them and say, Hey, I'm going to come to you for free. Let's film something. Let's get your name out there. Let's interview you and, and get people to, to re see yeah, you. Sometimes you it's about like having fun. Mm. It's not always about result. You yeah. Know? No, hundred percent. Like it's yeah. probably, probably the, the secret is having the bad proper balance between mm. uh, reward and fun and enjoy yeah. the process and all of that. 100%, 100%. For sure, it's for sure good if you get a good result in the end. And But the best oh. result, I learned it's not getting injured and yeah. keep going. You know? That's probably the best result. Just just keep going. Yeah, 100%. This is like I said, if you can, if you can walk away from that and you, you, you're okay and you, you did another awesome video project or another awesome ride. So even if you just go and riding and you come back without being injured, I think that's a win for that day then. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, dude, um, so so to to end it off on that, if you can like sum up, like if someone whoever's listening now, if you can sum up like rules, if if you would give advice to someone to listening now, like rules to live by, what is your your advice for for them to live by? If you sum it up, uh, in first one of second. all, uh, uh, as we have been saying for the for the whole conversation, the best the best point is having fun. Mm -hmm. I will say uh, protect yourself at every every and every moment. It's like pretty important as well. Check your bike. Be sure the setup it's a proper setup, uh, or at least it's a safe setup, even if it's not working on the best way. You know, uh, when you want to hit stuff, don't go straight uh, to like jumping four steps. So go step by step. If it's it, if we talk about tricks, 
go step by step as well. If we talk about size of the jumps, also go step by step. You know, just try to be progressive because usually if you jump too much steps at some point, probably it's going to pay off and it's going to build up your confidence, but maybe it's going to be a wrong decision. And uh, yeah, just try to get an objective every single day. You know, even if it's just a movement or uh, just something, try to learn one thing every day. Awesome, awesome. Probably this is the best thing I can I can say about it. Yeah, it's, I had this 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 uh, the, one of the, the my trainer at Beef at the company that I train with. He says that exactly the same thing. He says if you improve one percent every day and you get that, that, yeah. that consistency over a year then you've improved 365 percent at the end of a year that's insane to think you just need I, to improve one percent I, I agree with that mm. i agree with that strongly agree with that yeah awesome dude that, well thanks so much for for your time thank dude. you man dude yeah, I, I can't, I, hopefully on the next time you hear in dark face then uh, myself and our whole disruptive intent crew will be down in dark face so we can we can like see you guys ride and have a beer afterwards it will be a pleasure, man. It was nice to meet you. Awesome. You too. Such a, such a good chat, man. Thanks very much, man. Stay in touch, buddy. This is... See you soon. Thank you guys for listening to this awesome podcast with Benvenido Aguado. Dude, it was such an awesome, awesome chat to have with this guy. Seeing his video at Darkfest, I'll link his video or his vlog um, of the, his trip to Darkfest here in South Africa in the descriptions in the show notes and also all over sh- social media so you guys can go and support him, subscribe to his YouTube channel, go and follow him all over. And um, again, if you like the podcast and you like what we're doing here, give the podcast a follow, give the podcast a subscribe, go and post on social media we are will sure be able to share everything in that uh, that you guys tag us in and post us in and uh, again thank you guys for listening